Amen, amen, I say to you, if you ask the Father anything in my name, he will give it to you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ is the divine teacher. He is truth itself, made man so as to teach us the path to heaven. In a few days, we will celebrate his triumphant entry into heaven, where he ascended to the right hand of the Father. He has descended from the bosom of the Father so as to instruct us concerning our salvation, and so he teaches us about prayer. He who prays shall be saved, he who does not shall be damned, said St. Alphonsus Liguori. Prayer then is absolutely necessary for our salvation, and about this we heard last Sunday already, at least at my sermon. And the question that comes to mind now is, if we must pray, how ought we to pray? Prayer, as defined by the saints, is the lifting of the mind and the heart to God. And so the great Spanish mystic Saint Teresa of Avila often referred to it as an audience in the divine presence. When we pray, we are spiritually transported to the heavenly court, to plead our case before the throne of God. Who would approach the mighty of this world to ask something of them without first preparing? Would you show up for a job interview without a resume, a list of referrals, or having bathed? Would you ask permission <clears throat> from your mother to do something without remembering Mother's Day? It goes without saying that if we are to place ourselves before God in prayer, that we must prepare ourselves, and sacred scripture confirms this in the book of Ecclesiasticus, where it is says, Before prayer, prepare thy soul, and be not as a man that tempteth God. This preparation consists in humility, confidence, and correspondence to God's will. The prayer of him who humbleth himself shall pierce the clouds, says the same book of Ecclesiasticus. The humble man acknowledges his lowliness and does not desire himself to be esteemed above others. He even acknowledges his wrongdoing and failings and even asks for pardon to those that he has offended and is led to sorrow for having offended so gracious a God by his sins. Our blessed Lord taught the, necess the necessity of humility and prayer in his parable of the Pharisee and the publican. The Pharisee praised his own supposed holiness before the all-holy, while the publican, standing afar off, would not so much as lift his eyes towards heaven. In the end, our Lord says, this man, the publican, went down into his house justified, rather the other, the Pharisee, did not. The prideful man does not stand a chance because God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. In our prayers, we must therefore humble ourselves before the Divine Majesty. We see this already in the ceremonies of the Mass, 
where the priest must first lower himself and confess his sins before ascending to the altar to offer the holy sacrifice. It would be good, therefore, for us to remember these words of St. Francis de Sales. Prayer can rise to heaven. It rises there through the lowering of humility. All things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. Believing in God, we trust in his goodness and care towards us. The eyes of all hope in thee, O Lord, and thou givest them meat in due season. Thou openest thy hand and fillest with blessing every living creature. Our heavenly Father has given us life the goods of this earth, and the Savior through whom we can reach eternal blessedness. Every misfortune that he permits to befall us is ultimately for our greater good, that we be purified from sins, that we grow in virtue, and that we desire to be all the more united to him. Certainly, he will hear and answer our prayers. He would not urge us to ask, says St. Augustine, unless he were willing to give. So as the psalm says, let us go therefore with confidence to the throne of grace. Finally, to prepare for prayer, we must correspond to God's loving will. If, says our blessed Lord, you abide in me, and my words abide in you. You shall ask whatever you will, and it shall be done unto you. In order to correspond to God's will, we must fulfill the commandments. We must be doers of the word and not just hearers, as St. James the Apostle says in today's epistle. The Lord is far from the wicked, and he will not hear the and he will hear the prayers of the just. And he that is good shall draw grace from the Lord. This is the reason why the prayers of the saints are so powerful. Their whole lives were belabored with the desire to do the holy will of God. If then we want our prayers to be powerful with God, we must flee from sin and seek after holiness. As our Lord promises us, seek first the kingdom of God and all things shall be given you besides. In the end, we will desire all that God desires and shun what he abhors. We will ask only what is in accordance with his will and he who wills that what he wills comes about by our prayers will make it be. This is not to say that God does not hear the prayers of sinners. For as St. Thomas Aquinas says, God hears the sinner's prayer if it proceed from a good natural desire, not out of justice, because the sinner does not merit to be heard, but out of pure mercy, provided, however, the sinner fulfill the conditions, namely, that he beseech for himself things necessary for salvation, piously and perseveringly. So we have humility, confidence, 
and correspondence to God's will, that these are necessary for us in preparing to pray to the Almighty. And we see a wonderful example of these qualities in the Most Blessed Virgin Mary. Her life is a continual prayer, and these qualities have become permanent dispositions in her soul, which is constantly in union with the Most Holy Trinity. In her praise of God, she said, My spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, because he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaid. Her humility was so profound that after the archangel announced to her that she would be the mother of God, the mother of the Messiah, the highest honor imaginable, she rushed off to Judea to assist her elderly cousin Elizabeth. This forgetfulness of self, this humility, astonished Elizabeth who exclaimed, How is it that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Her confidence in God was exceeding. She abandoned herself to divine providence even when it surpassed her understanding. Let it be done unto me according to thy word, she responded. And when all seemed to be lost, lost, she stood steadfast at the foot of the cross, hopeful of her son's triumphant resurrection from the dead. Finally, she corresponded with each invitation of divine grace offered her by the Lord. Not once did she sin or transgress the commandments, but in all things she loved God. As our Lord himself said, Blessed are they who hear the word of God and keep it. My dear faithful, let Mary be your guide towards her son. Learn from her how to approach the Divine Majesty. Ask her to help you as you prepare to pray and enter into the audience with the King of Kings, of whom she is the mother. Then, being well disposed and Our Lady at your side, ask the Father anything in her Son's name, and it shall be given to you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Um.